I'm Emma Gray, and welcome to Rich Text, a podcast about our cultural obsessions, like check-ins with the Love is Blind Seattle cast. If you're listening today, you're already a paid subscriber to our audio and written newsletter, Rich Text. Thank you, as always, for being here. You quite literally make our work possible. Today, we're diving into the three-part After the Altar special, which dropped on Netflix on September 1st. Here with me to discuss what seems to honestly be the most functional Love is Blind cast we've seen maybe ever is author and freelance writer Laura Stampler and my personal friend, Laura. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This is truly my dream come true. And (laughs) it's, you know, I'd like to thank the little people. (laughs) (laughs) Namely, my daughter for napping and not screaming during this. So we got to dive in because there's a lot to cover here. For some background, After the Altar, for anyone who hasn't watched yet, it's a three-episode special, sort of a continuation, a check-in a year after the weddings that we saw in season four of Love is Blind. And from what I could figure out, it seems to have been filmed in like May, perhaps into the earliest part of June of this year, 2023, because we begin around the one-year anniversaries of our three married couples, Brett and Tiffany, Kwame and Chelsea, and Zach and Bliss. (laughs) It was like very challenging because at first I'm like, who are you? And then I immediately am obsessed with them and love them. Like seeing a good high school, like, I like have to empty my brain out to make room for other reality TV personalities. And then as soon as I see them, I'm like, wait, I'm deeply invested in all of your relationships. And these three seem to be doing, honestly, I mean, this is television, but during this special, they all seem to be doing like very, very well. Is it just because they're all in their 30s. Did that produce some more functional marriages? Functional relationships? Yeah. I would say probably. I also, I mean, I've been watching The Ultimatum and everyone just needs a lo- like a decade of therapy. The people in their 30s on The Ultimatum need severe help oh, too. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's actually, this is the feel-good one. The uh, Ultimatum is for relationships that should have died and Love is Blind is for the possibility of new relationships. We begin by checking in on the three married couples. We start with Brett and Tiff. We learn that they moved down to Portland from Seattle for Brett's work, like right after filming. And they're thriving. Like these two continue to have zero problems that we see. They just radiate beauty and kindness and emotional maturity. Sweeta Browns. All of the women have changed their last names. There's a lot of talk in this special of like, meet the Browns, meet the Apias, meet the Goitowskis. Look, I support women, you know, choose your choice. And they have chosen really hard. And They've chosen their choices. We also see Zach and Bliss, just two little nerdy weirdos having a great relationship i mean i remember at first when we saw zach's hair zach's facial hair i was like oh he was for sure single i was like no married man no happy man would have that facial hair but now (laughs) i like i love it i don't know everything he cleaned it up he He cleaned cleaned it up the facial hair suits zach bliss seems really into it and zach is so dedicated that he has been getting regular heavy duty allergy shots so that he can eventually live with Bliss's cat and dog who they had to exile. 
because he's severely allergic. I mean, that's true love. I also loved the fake out that's like, are they getting fertility trials? Are they like trying to expand their family? Because like, I've forgotten how invested Nick Vanessa Lachey is in women. Yeah, I was surprised. Vanessa didn't jump out and like try to give them IVF. <laughs> it's like as long as you're here for your cat shot, bliss. Can we harvest bit. your eggs too? It definitely seemed like a tongue-in-cheek response to everyone's commentary on how obsessed Vanessa was with all of them getting pregnant. Bliss is like, no, we're not in a rush for that. We're just worried about the fur babies right now. Kwame and Chelsea also thriving in Seattle. Apparently they live like seven minutes away from Zach and Bliss and the four of them best friends and they share hotel rooms when they go on vacation. They go to the Mariners game together to watch Chelsea throw out the first pitch. She's very good at it. She she throws it straight. She knows the rules of sports. As she says, Chelsea's personality really cracks me up because I agree with a lot of the things she says, but she's always operating from this extremely intense defensive posture. And we'll get to this later, but like the monologues she goes on in lieu of conversations are just incredible. She's she's on brand. I mean, everything is pink. Her Mariners mitt. Unlike Chelsea, I don't no, the I don't know rules the rules of sports. I need to leave space in this brain for important things. Like the like, names of all of the reality villains. Yeah, like the, the name of Kwame's siblings, Barbara. you know? Is Barbara the mom or his sister? I got confused. Barbara's his sister. Oh, I love, I love no, Barbara's her. his sister. His mom has never appeared on camera. Barbara and that. Chelsea are very close. We see a little cute family celebration for Chelsea's birthday at Chelsea's mom's place. Kwame's siblings, Barbara and Jerry, who were the ones who came to their wedding, come to visit. And it's so sweet. Chelsea seems to have really committed to becoming a part of Kwame's family. And I feel like I understood their dynamic better watching this special. They seem to really care about each other, to both have made sacrifices and also acknowledge the other people's sacrifices which wasn't happening as much i think during the their initial run but yeah it's been a year chelsea says she's made a lot of strides with kwame's mother and she wrote her a heartfelt card over thanksgiving and spent thanksgiving with their family on the east coast and so i also have no doubt that Chelsea knows the rules of sports knows the rules of a card that will make your husband's mother weep yeah this woman knows how to deliver an earnest speech although a part of me wonders like was this one long run on sentence probably (laughs) how many how many m dashes were there how many parentheticals it's really fun to try to transcribe a speech of chelsea's because the punctuation is all over the place so we also learn a bit more about Kwame's family history which I don't think I was aware of obviously we knew that he immigrated to the states as as a young child but I didn't realize that his parents had come before their kids for a few years and so Kwame's the youngest and so when he and his siblings landed at JFK he didn't remember his mom and dad. And so his first memory of meeting his mom is landing in New York City with his siblings. And she gave them all little little Tupperware containers of Jollof rice. And so now that's his favorite. So sweet. 
Chelsea is learning to make it with She's Barbara, of course. Barbara, who who they seem Barbara, like best friends. At one point, Chelsea is crying, and Barbara's like, "You're gonna make me cry because I start crying when you start crying, and then I'm crying, and like everyone's just in tears of happiness." Really it's beautiful. it's very sweet. I will say, as much as I love spending time with the married couples, and it does warm my heart, all of the real narrative tension in this special comes from our singles, of course. Oh, where would we be without them? So we check in with Micah, and we learn that Micah, who was splitting her time between Arizona and Seattle, and this was a big point of contention between her and Paul during Love is Blind, she's moved back to Seattle full time, and she is best friends with Paul's mother still? Paul's mom, Liz, has never loved anyone more than she has loved Micah. Like, as Micah says, it's because I'm your twin. It's true. She really over-identifies with Micah. Like, if Micah is not going to be her daughter-in-law, I think that Liz would like to go on a trip to, like, a Sandals resort, like, looking for D together. Like, because she's single. She's divorced. Liz could get it. Shocked that she wasn't cast on The Golden Bachelor. Golden Bachelor. I think Liz would stir shit up. Yeah. Season two, if you're listening, ABC. ABC, ABC we have one. So Liz is hanging out with Micah, grabbing a drink, and she's like... You should marry my son. Also, my son does have a new girlfriend. Sorry to tell you. (laughs) This is so jarring. And then Micah tries to be like, I just want to make sure that this isn't making things weird for Paul. Like, I don't want to negatively affect your relationship. And Liz is like, well, boys are stupid. So whatever issue Paul may have, that's on him. They apparently text every day, and I would like to see the thread. Like how many Micah says, "I hear, I hear from her every day." Oh, that's a very important clarification. I mean, I do. I think Micah enjoys it. Obviously, it's lovely, but I feel like I've seen this with friends of mine, where like they break up with a long-term partner, and then the mom is just still so in love with them that she doesn't disconnect. It's like the Sex and the City episode where Carrie is dating Justin Thoreau, but she like doesn't like him, but she loves his mom. Loves mom. Yeah. I think Micah might need to draw a boundary with Liz. Exactly. It's just too hard for her heart right now. She needs to heal. Yeah. It seems like my, it still felt like the door was maybe a little open for her and Paul. Paul's kind of moving on. They haven't been explicit about it either way. And so Paul's mom offers to break his new girlfriend's kneecaps because she doesn't even know her name. I mean, I only have one question about Paul's new girlfriend. Is she witchy? Paul gone back to his witchy ways. Cause Honestly, he- no. He's, I mean, I don't, let's talk about Paul. Yeah. Because we immediately, after seeing Micah with his mom, see Paul with his mom. Because understandably, Liz is also in town to see her son. She had like a free 45 minutes. Yeah, she's like, well, we'll have dinner, Paul. I'm here to see Micah. And he's like, aren't I good at cooking dinner? My new girlfriend loves when I cook the dinner. And his mom is like, please make sure that you're browning the onions for long enough, Paul. Are you cooking dinner right? But he does talk to his mom about the new girl he's dating. I assume that this is his now girlfriend, Geneva Dunham. She lives in Vancouver. They travel together. She's beautiful. She's very pretty and has like that honey blonde hair with the perfect waves she looks like an amalgam of many people i've seen on instagram and i don't mean that in an insulting way that's just kind of the look 
no, it's just like your face looks good and yeah. you want to film it. Yeah, exactly. It. You look like a filter. So it feels like Paul's trying to say to his mom, like, I'll always have love for Micah, but I'm trying to move forward in a different direction, as Paul puts it. He also, this really made me laugh. He's like reflecting to the camera on what the experience of Love is Blind gave him. And he's like, you know, I just think emotional awareness. I uh, reflected on myself. That really wasn't a priority for me before. This man's like 30. You just listened to a free preview of this week's Rich Text podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to listen to the rest of this week's podcast and our entire Rich Text back catalog, you can become a paying subscriber at clarendemma.substack.com. If not, you can still enjoy our free weekly recommendations. Rich Text is hosted, produced, and edited by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray. You can find the written version of Rich Text at clarenemma.substack.com. You can find us on Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod, and you can find our other podcast, Love to See It, over at Stitcher and wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on TikTok and Twitter at Love to See It Pod. You can also find us individually at Claire E. Fallon and at Emma Lady Rose. Thanks for listening. 